0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There we go. What is up, Commanders fans? We are in it again. It's Friday the 13th. You can see the 1-3 on the wall. It's a good day. It's not a bad day. No. Uh, it's not a bad day. It's the Believe in Commanders show team. I'm Anthony Armstrong. Got my man Brian Murphy down there in ATL. We got you with a little midday matinee uh, right. on this podcast. We're looking at the playoff pictures. We're trying to see, hey, what's going to go on this whole weekend, of uh, the first uh, weekend of playoff action? Um, and there's a little bit. There was a name that popped up in the potential OC, uh, open OC position uh, for the Washington Commanders, and his name is not Anthony Armstrong. But, ah. I wouldn't mind having a slight conversation for that job but anyways Brian Murphy what's going on man how are you doing?
1: Not too much I'm good yeah I I don't I don't hate the number 13 obviously for my partner there my Twitter handle is bmurf13 my email has a 13 in it so it is a good day because it's Friday if nothing else so yeah I'm glad to be talking football and I'm as much as I wish the commanders were in it this weekend that would make it even sweeter but I know it's going to be a good weekend of football and like we said, it never stops in the offseason anyway. So excited to talk with you again
0: today. Yes, indeed. It ends up being a stress-free weekend. You get to relax a little bit and just sit back and enjoy the games, right? You get to enjoy the games. But uh first and foremost, before we get into the playoff push and all that, let's tell them about our sponsors, Bet Online.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we're gonna pick the games a little bit later on, have all the spreads up ready to go. But Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs for the NFL, NHL. Uh nba even esports you always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online i know there are some quarterbacks out this weekend and that has definitely affected some of those lines uh in the playoff games but bet online features live betting free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable or the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events so head to betonline.ag Join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with our code BLEAV. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Yes, indeed. We speak about contests. They do have a one hundred thousand dollar NFL playoff pick'em contest, and, and it just scrolled over. There's a ten thousand dollar UFC predictor contest that's coming soon. So if you think you know what's going to happen in these playoffs, uh, head over there to bet online. If it's your first time, use that code. Like you said, BLEAV get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Uh, you, but you put your little money down, make your picks, and see if you can win top prize. Top prize is twenty thousand dollars. That ain't bad. Not bad. That ain't bad. I mean, the the Powerball is like one point three billion. Um, I plan on winning that next week. Um, so if I'm not here next week, then you know why. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be here, but I'll just be cheesing and smiling the whole time. But, uh, Brian, let's start this thing off with the whole open position for the offensive coordinator. Some news mm-hmm. came through today that uh, the commanders reached out to a, a former head coach, a former Colts head coach, former Lions head coach, Jim Caldwell, That's right. for their offensive coordinator position. Uh, he did say, I'm good. He's only yeah. going to be up for – he only wants to c- get a, get considered for head coaching positions uh, this coaching cycle. But what were your first thoughts when you heard that news?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a well-known name, a guy that, that brought some success to Detroit when that wasn't the case for a long time. And we know, you know, he, he was solid in India as well. Um, I think we were talking about it before the show. It was an okay name. It was, it was more of a name than anything. It didn't really jump out. It didn't really wow me. Um, I will say that it was encouraging to hear that we heard the report that Ron Rivera was going to look outside the building. It was encouraging to hear, you know, an outside name. But uh, you know that that one wasn't the uh, flashiest name, let's say. So um, while while I was encouraged that it was an outside name, I feel like there are definitely some better candidates out there, and I hope that this is just you know the the, the start of the list and not kind of getting towards the end of the list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the uh, how exhaustive the search was for a quarterback, it, it lets you know that they're they're not going to leave any stones unturned. Uh, but I'm with you; it wasn't really. Didn't really jump out to me. as like, oh, man, that's a great selection. Nothing that gives Jim Caldwell, but we spoke about it before. We want to have somebody that's going to be able to bring in a more modern, uh, you know, up to date type of offensive scheme. You got to think players that are coming into the league now they're in different spread type offenses, RPO offenses in college. Um, and Jim Caldwell has been a little while since he was, since he was coaching and where I think he can still bring great knowledge and tutelage to, you know, to a team. He'd be an asset for sure. I don't think he's a perfect person uh, for that position, at least for what I would like to see this team do moving forward. Um, so uh, number one, Glad they're making a search and glad they're reaching out to some folks. But it just kind of feels like, you know, you, you, you just turn over some of the old rocks like you like you've done before. Um, but it really didn't just jump out to me as something that was overly exciting.
1: Yeah, and you might have mentioned I had to step away to charge my computer before this whole thing shut down, but uh, uh, which would have been bad. But uh, I, the last time he coached was in 2019. I didn't realize it had been that long ago. He was, what, the assistant head coach and quarterback's coach with the Dolphins. So you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that he's old by any means or anything like that, but it's, it's been a minute. And I, I kind of want to see a, an up-and-comer, at, you know, something kind of more recent. I think we talked about that a little bit not necessarily young, but but modern, something that that would would click and work in today's NFL. And yeah, so, you know, I I am encouraged that they're looking elsewhere. They're not just promoting from within, but hopefully it's a deep, deep, deep dive.
0: Yeah. And I've always said this thing about just if you look at the way kind of coaches make their way into organizations, it seems like when you have a young team that's unruly and you can't keep those guys in line, You have to get, you know, I always use the name Bill Parcells because he was also always known as like an authoritarian, very disciplined. You're going to do things this way or else you're not going to be here. And you bring that guy in to get people in order, you know, line Mm -hmm. up all your ducks and make sure they're acting right. But once you start getting leaders in the locker room, now you can go get a young coach that that actually meshes well with the young talent and somebody you can communicate with. I mean, I've been in those locker rooms. It's uh, Having when Kyle Shanahan was in Washington, he was listening to Lil Wayne, and we were listening to Lil Wayne. <laughs> you know, he was a few years older than us, which was kind of weird. But you could communicate and be on the same yeah. level, and he knew what we were thinking. He knew how we felt about things. Whenever you're trying to communicate, that when I was in Miami, uh Dan Henning was was an offensive coordinator. Dan had gray hair. Actually, his was white hair. He was probably like seventy-some odd years old. He was very energetic, uh, but it didn't really mesh with. 20 some odd year old man. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: So I think that you're at the point now where it's like, hey, you need to get somebody that's going to be able to connect with these players and, and feel what they're feeling, at least where you don't have to go to Urban Dictionary and try to figure out what the <laughs> hell they're saying. Like, What does this mean? What is lit? Like, you don't have to go and do those things. You know what that means. You know, the type of energy that they're trying to bring. Uh, so I think that that's kind of the direction I would want to go. Somebody that's going to be able to connect with these players, uh, at least on like a personal level where it doesn't feel like you're talking to uh, your dad or your grandfather. So yeah, ab- that's yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: I, I had a quick question. So I, I posted on our, our Twitter page, you know, kind of what fans would do um, at the quarterback position. I want to dive into that a little bit deeper, maybe in another episode, but does the offensive coordinator, is that going to play a big part in what they do at quarterback? I mean, we know Taylor Heineke, a lot of the reason that I think that he was in Washington was because his familiarity with Scott Turner's offense does another offensive coordinator who runs X Y Z system is that going to affect your free agency plans? Is that going to affect your plans with Sam? How? How much of that do you think, as a former player, the Bell the Bell agrees? Do you think that that will will play a part in what they do at offensive coordinator?
0: Yeah, you know, I think there's definitely something to consider, um, and I feel like oftentimes you'll see that when they bring in new coaches, the coaches are like, "Well, I want to get my guys." And then they're changing out pieces and changing out positions. I feel like this is a situation to where you kind of got to bring the chef in and show them this is what's on the menu. This mm-hmm. is what's in the pantry. And this is what you're going to end up preparing meals with. It's like Chopped, like, you know, one of, those, one of those shows on the Food Network. You see what's available and now you got to make yourself. Uh, you should be able to coach these guys into that position. Uh, so to me. It needs to work the other way around. You need to find an, an offensive coordinator that's going to say, "Okay, I like what I see in Sam Howell or Taylor, Taylor Heineke. I love what I got at receiver. Let me find ways to get those guys open." Uh, you know, I, I, where I wouldn't be shopping, I wouldn't be shopping in Tennessee, right? Tennessee is a power, you know, run the ball like that type of offensive coordinator. You'd have to think he'd come in trying to implement something like that. Right? We mentioned last time we want. I want to find somebody who's more. Profound and used to working in three receiver sets, finding ways to get the ball uh, to, to receivers out in space, things like that. So I think you got to find an offensive coordinator who can do that rather than have the offensive coordinator come in and dictate how Oh, you need to draft a quarterback or we need to change this, this and that. I don't think that's the play. You definitely got to work with what you got in the pantry.
1: Well, and what you have in the pantry is a a wide receiver you sign long term. So it's not like you're going to just totally scrap the wide receiver position because then you also have a a first round pick from last year in Jahan Dotson. Then you have uh, Brian Robinson who, you know, running backs are what they are, but a, a mid round pick is I think that's substantial. I mean, I think you're expecting a, a fourth-round guy like him, third, fourth-round guy like him to be a big part of the offense. So you're absolutely right. I was just curious what your thoughts were and how much, if at all, that that would affect it. So uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think that, um, uh, like you said, that there there are some groceries in there, and I think there's some stuff to use. So I think I feel like maybe I'm being a homer, but I feel like this is a good spot for an offensive coordinator to come in and to really – you know. Make his name potentially, yeah. and and to to use some of his weapons that that weren't utilized properly this past season.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, and, and I mean, even if it means you have to go into the college ranks and find somebody that you know is not going to excite fans a whole lot, but you realize that that person has some some skills and he has some ability to, to get people open in, in a unique way uh that can work well and resonate well with the team and, and frankly that person will come in and be like All right, hey i'm thankful for this position right. like i'm i'm just glad to be here i'll make this thing work i mean you gotta think they they you know recruit and get new players in every single year i mean now you walk in and you got a whole new team he wouldn't have any clout to say i want to change some things but you give them a chance to to learn how to, you know, lead men in the NFL and how to call plays, and he uh, should obviously know how to call plays, but how to operate in the NFL. And then maybe after a couple of years, you're saying, okay, we like this guy enough that you want to elevate him to a head coaching position. So, um, shoot, I saw a, a name that wasn't necessarily tied to the uh, to the to the Commanders, but uh, they mentioned David Shaw uh, from I was thinking Stanford. The exact
1: same name, yeah,
0: yeah. He wants to get back into the NFL and shoot that, that I, I'd be flying out to Palo Alto trying to meet what meet up with that guy and say, hey, would you like to come out here? Because he's works well with quarterbacks, you know, and you got a young guy there that that could use some good hands on work and shoot hey, I, I think that David Shaw would be a, a very nice hire. You could bring him in and uh, definitely, definitely at least have him on your short list of candidates if he's interested, you know.
1: Yeah. And and one thing that I've seen going around, I know we probably spent more than we thought we would on this. I want to get to the playoffs, but uh, everybody's saying Ron Rivera is a, a sitting duck. You know, they think that this potentially could be his last year with ownership change. Well, don't you think Ron Rivera kind of realizes that? And what better way to, you know, solidify your position than get a big name offensive coordinator that is going to help you put up points and win games if you win 10, 11, 12 games next year, make it hard for somebody to fire you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I while I hear that, I think that this is a great opportunity for Ron Rivera and for the commanders to uh, to, to pair a, a really good offense with a defense that was dominant at times and, and finally put it all together.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't think that you should get used to – Changing coaches all the time, even though it's what's been happening in in D.C., um, that should not be what you want to do all the time. There's been a lot of good changes and a lot of improvements that's been inside that organization, inside that building and frankly with that team. Uh, I think they, they have young leadership. Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, a lot of those guys are, are people that you want to have you know, your teammates be around and you want them to follow them. John Allen, Deron Payne. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's a lot of guys out there that you really want to keep, uh, uh, keep in the building and build your, build your organization around. Now you just got to have the right coaches uh, to help uplift that and put those guys in a better position. For
1: sure. And so hopefully this time next year, we're talking about a playoff team with an offense that is just clicking and rolling and humming. Uh, but right now we got to talk about the teams that are actually in the playoffs. So uh, let, let's talk about the, these playoffs. I think we got some intriguing matchups. I guess they're calling it the super Wild Card weekend. They have a, a another Monday night game, which I don't know how I feel about that still. But anyway, it is what it is. The playoff field is set. Um, why don't we just go game by game and kind of see what we're doing here. Um, I'm going to go based off the schedule. So the first game of the weekend is 430 tomorrow on Saturday, the Seahawks and the 49ers. It looks like the 49ers are a nine and a half point favorite. No, no respect for Geno Smith, despite his his great season. What are you thinking in that game and and what happens there in, a, in their third matchup of the season?
0: You know, I tell you, it's difficult to beat. Team three times, it's difficult to see them three times, especially a division opponent that you're going to be very familiar with. Really, that's the only opportunity to see somebody three times in a season. Um, I think that San Francisco will be too much for them. Um, and I I wish I would have been went and looked back. I'm wondering, uh, when was the first time San Francisco and Seattle battled, and who was that quarterback? Was it Jimmy G?
1: Let's see, it was week two, so so it might have
0: been Trey Lance, yeah.
1: He might have gotten hurt in that game, it
0: feels like. I I don't know for sure. Yeah, we'd have to go back and look. So I'm wondering if if Seattle uh, actually – you know, is this the third quarterback they're going to see back there for for uh, for San Francisco? But the one thing about it, the offense isn't going to change. The Defense is still going to be aggressive from the 49ers. Uh, I think the 49ers can win. I think they will win. Nine and a half seems like a big number, um, but 49ers can win ugly ball games as well. So uh, the spread got me a little worried, but I would definitely take the money line with San Francisco winning.
1: Yeah, I think San Francisco wins big. And I just looked, Trey Lance went two of three in that game. So I think that was the game that he got hurt. But yeah, the 49ers are rolling. I don't see it stopping right now, despite the fact that uh, I've really enjoyed watching Geno Smith and his revival. I think, unfortunately, it comes to an end uh, this weekend. Then uh, the, the Saturday night game. I think this is the one I'm most excited for, the Chargers at the Jaguars. I'm surprised the Chargers are favored here. Two and a half points on the road. Uh, What do you make of these two kind of young upstart teams that are they're matching up in the first round?
0: I think these teams are extremely even. Uh, They're even. But you feel like the Chargers, the Chargers should be further along than they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Just just I feel like they've always been just kind of bumping their head on this glass ceiling of, of, of their level of. You know, just how dominating they can be. Very talented team, but I feel that, that duval has got a little bit too much magic going on with them, right? They got a little more Jaguar juice, if you will. Um, I think that the Jaguars can win this game. Now, it may be by three. They may barely barely make that cover. Well, frankly, if they win, they'll be covering the two and a half, but yeah. I think that they can win this game. They played a tough game against Tennessee, um, and they found a way to get it done. Their defense showed up and made a few plays, and they're not going to have an easy matchup. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Those receivers are really talented. Austin Eckler in the backfield. Uh, obviously Justin Herbert throwing that ball around. Uh, so the offense is really good. They're going to be tested out there, but like, I just, I just feel like Jacksonville has the right juice. to At least get past this one. Uh, Cause the rest of the road does not look too pretty for them, but I think that they can get this W this weekend.
1: Yeah. I'm with you as well. I like what the Jaguars are doing. I feel like they've been in the playoffs now for a few straight weeks where the chargers, I think clinched a couple weeks back. So They've kind of, I think they kind of took half the game off last week. So, wonder how easy it is to stop and start. Plus, they're coming across the country. Don't know if that affects anything, but I just really like what the Jaguars are doing. And uh, I'm going to roll with them. I, I think it'll be a big night in Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I'm with that one. Now, here's another matchup division opponents squaring off once again. 13 and a half points are the spread. And I think it's mostly because uh, quarterback position for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are going up to Buffalo. 13-and-a-half point, dogs. Um, What do you think? What do you got there?
1: Yeah, and I think I saw officially that Skylar Thompson's going to play, which is a bummer. I would have loved to see Tua play in in a playoff game. Um, The 13, is it 13-and-a-half? Yeah. that That makes me nervous, even for a playoff game. I think Buffalo wins. I think Miami might cover late, a backdoor cover, but I don't think Buffalo's in any sort of danger at all in this one. Uh, So give me them to win. But I think that the Dolphins maybe get it a little bit closer than 13 and a half, maybe get to about 10 or so.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that for sure. Buffalo, Buffalo's going to get this one. Um, Yeah. I think this is a lot of people's sweetheart team uh, just with everything that's been going on with that organization. Um, But I think they're, kind of hitting that stride again and they they've been re-energized if you will uh moving into the playoffs so uh buffalo easy uh, the 14 can happen quickly as you I mean they can put up True. points in in a, in a minute if they need to uh it just seems like a big number but definitely definitely gonna take buffalo to get that one done here's a matchup this is another intriguing matchup this is a 340 game central so about 440 eastern new york is traveling to minnesota that's Minnesota, right. Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are three-point favorites. What you got?
1: Oh, man. It's, I really want to take the Giants, but I also hate giving them credit, but I also know how well they've played. Um, they just lost to Minnesota, what, a couple weeks ago on a 61-yard field goal or something like that at the yeah. buzzer. So I think they're going to play him tough. I am going to lean Minnesota's way just because they're at home. Um, I don't feel great about it. This is probably not one that I would uh, feel real comfortable, you know, putting something down on. But yeah. I'm going to take Minnesota, although I, I'm just kind of like closing my eyes and, and clicking more than like
0: really <laughs> feeling it. Yeah, I'm going to actually take the Giants to cover, and it's simply because. The, there's there is bad tape, if you will, on Minnesota from this game against Green Bay, and mm-hmm. if you just watch the tape of how they were able to shut Justin Jefferson down, uh, if if they're if the defense and the, the cornerbacks in the secondary uh, are communicating extremely well, then they should be able to you know hopefully limit. Justin Jefferson he didn't have a major impact on this game and you saw how that just affected what that offense was able to do it affected how they were able to move the ball around uh especially since Minnesota just they love to be in one score games this could be a this will be another one score game um but I'm picking New York to cover um and I I think that they can win I really do um yeah they're not overly impressed with either quarterback because I think they're very you know Dependent on one guy being able to get it done, but maybe two much suits, too much Saquon. maybe a, a Kirk Cousins turnover uh, will make this thing happen. Um, and I will know this. I bet they do not go to the Mall of America. I think the last time they were, there was a oh, shooting yeah, right. in the Mall of America. Right. Fortunately, everybody was safe, but they probably don't go back to the Mall of America no. this time. But I think the Giants get out of Minnesota with uh, with a W. At least they can cover that.
1: Yeah, uh, I like it. And, and you also mentioned on defense, Wink Martindale. I mean, he's been around forever. He knows he a thing or two, and he could s- s- draw up a game plan to take a guy like Justin Jefferson out. So that'll be yeah. an interesting chess matchup there. Definitely. So then the nightcap on Sunday, the Ravens at the Bengals. Uh, another quarterback issue there. I think the Ravens are going with Huntley, although he was limited in practice. All that to be said, the Bengals are eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home. What do you think in another rematch? Is that our third – our third divisional rematch of yeah. the of the uh, postseason there. What do you think in there?
0: Well, I think Cincinnati's getting hot at the right time. They've they, they found a way to keep it going. And I saw Dan Arvlosky, Uh He he had a hell of a breakdown of Joe Burrow, just how he handles himself in the pocket. He protects the football. He's able to get out, extend plays, either run or, or throw the ball downfield. And that kid's special. He's got some juice, and I think they're going to do just fine. Uh, Yes, Baltimore has Roquan, Million Dollar Man, Smith on that side, but I don't think he's going to be enough. I don't think he'll be enough. I think Jamar is going to probably have a touchdown or two. Um, T. Higgins probably gets involved in this as well. Uh, But the running game is, you know, they're going to have to fight and battle with that. But I mean, divisional opponents. You know, these are heated, heated matchups, but I'm still going to roll with Cincinnati. Uh, the eight and a half, I say it's scary, but you don't have Lamar Jackson, um, so I don't see very many points getting scored over there. It'll be a, it'll, uh, be a defensive battle. Defenses better show up to sure shut that down, but give me Cincy to cover.
1: Uh, hey Amen. I'm, I'm totally with you. I just don't think uh, Baltimore has the firepower without Lamar Jackson. I think that Cincy since has been clicking over the last few weeks, and uh, they're, they're primed to, to to go and get going and, and potentially make it back to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. They got a tough road, but I wouldn't be shocked by it. I think the real question out of this game is, have we seen the last of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Which it kind of seems like it. It kind of seems like he he's nursing his injury and that kind of thing. He knows that he's got a big payday coming, but I wonder how patient the, the Ravens are and how – annoyed they are haven't been with all of that and so i'm i'm, I'm just kind of interested how that's going to unfold this this offseason so that's the that's the bigger question for me coming from this game
0: yeah I and mean, he posted on twitter you're saying he still had swelling in his knee and you know it, it, it's just it's not progressing along as it as it needs to and for a guy that uses his legs a lot oh, yeah. he really you know that's that's I hate to say that that's his game, but that's a major component of his game. He's extremely yeah. athletic, um, and not being able to run and do what Lamar Jackson does, you're, you're almost not going to benefit from having him on the field. in in, in no other way to say it. So, um, is he doing the right thing? He's doing the right thing for himself, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not not a doctor, not playing doctor, not sitting here trying to say you need to just fight, get out there and go, because um, obviously, just down the road, right down right down the beltway. You see what can happen with a quarterback if they end up having a knee issue, um, and it could completely derail a career. So yeah. um, you got to play with the guys that are on the field. Uh, Baltimore's going to fight. their scraps are going to club. I think they still come up short.
1: Yeah, same here. And then the Monday night game, I still don't know how I feel uh, about a Monday night playoff game, but, hey, the football season stretches on, so I'm okay with that. Uh, the Buccaneers are hosting the Cowboys. The Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites going into Tampa, although I think I saw that – Tom Brady's like 7-0 and oh against the Cowboys all time, so mm. something's got to give there.
0: Well, you played this team in week one, and uh, that's when Dak got hurt and um, they ended up losing. Now you got to face him in the wild card, and shoot, man, it's, it's tough to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. They haven't looked good at all. They can't run the ball. Um, but they're going up against a hell of a hell of a defensive line. You know, Micah Parsons and crew. Uh, they're going to have to find a way to protect Tom Brady. One side, I kind of feel like you with the Minnesota in the, the Giants game. Yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott lead the league in interceptions and he missed four or five games. So is he going to, you know, going to give the ball away? they there going to be much help opposite CD Lamb. There's so many, the last- so many variables out there.
1: The last we saw of the Cowboys, too, the commanders absolutely dominated them, too, which, you know, if you're going off based what based off what they've done recently. I don't know. It, it's, it's, this is probably the biggest toss up for me, I think.
0: Yeah. And I mean, my first gut and I, I made the little click on this bet online. And I think that Tampa can get it. I think Tampa can get it. And and. In true Tom Brady fashion, it'll be a minute 47 left on the clock and he drives them down and then they kick a field goal and they break the tie. It'll be like 19 to 16 or some ugly, ugly little game. And they barely cover that spread. Um, It'll be a battle for sure, because I think both teams have have chinks in the armor that they've shown. Um, Mike Mm -hmm. Evans has been able to play. Absolutely magnificent. One of the more underrated receivers in the league. I think about nine straight seasons over a thousand yards. I mean that guy's awesome. Um, so he's gonna, you know, be matched up probably with Trevon Diggs. You know, uh, I feel like Tom Tom's gonna find a way to get a big play because Trevon likes to like to jump plays. He likes to jump certain routes, and so mm-hmm. you know there'll be some big plays that go downfield and. It's, it's gonna be a back and forth for sure, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with Tampa. Uh I think Tampa can at least cover this thing and probably probably have a late field goal win basically because of Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking 17-14 all the way. That's that's like that kind of how seems like how this game is gonna go. Yeah, I'm taking Tom Brady in this one. No disrespect to the Cowboys, but I think that he just finds a way to get it done. They've been disrespected all year long, didn't know if they were even gonna have a uh winning record actually i don't even know what the record ended up at but it was it was right there so uh yeah i'm gonna go with the buccaneers to uh to, to eke this one out and uh tom brady to march on so they didn't have a winning record eight and nine so they've been disrespected and tom brady loves to think even though he's the greatest of all time that he's disrespected and he's gonna take it to him so yeah i think it's gonna be a close one but i think the the bucks uh, pull this one out
0: that's the way that i mean that keeps him going that keeps him fired up and um you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do to 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 get yourself up for these games, and it's gonna be a good game. I mean, it's another good weekend of football. Um, a lot, a lot of tough matchups that are out there. So, um, all in all, I'm excited for it. Make you guys way over to BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code BLEAV. Get that welcome bonus. Hell, try out for that uh, $100,000 playoff predictor. Uh, see what you get. Hell, I'm going to give it a go. Um, I yeah, think there's so many that different ways of thinking can be some cash. You ain't lying. And that probably ends up being a, you know, I, you got to go through a few weeks of it. But I wouldn't be mad at trying to win a little 20K. I ain't mad at that. And also make sure you guys check us out on uh, all the different streaming platforms that were out there. You can listen to us on TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM, uh Stadium. Watch Stadium is a great channel for Shout out to Dave Ross um, and any of your favorite streaming platforms. Like I said, we got to get out of here. We got to get going. Um, I'm excited for this weekend of football. I hope you guys are, too. And we will see you on the next episode. Brian, what else you got for? Us?
1: Yeah, enjoy the long weekend. I know the commanders aren't playing, but... Uh, a lot of football to be played and we'll, we'll break it all down and have uh, any news and notes about the commanders next week. So y'all be good and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. We'll see you around. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.